Podcast. Her and I are so similar in this way. We just really want to share our stories and want women to embrace who they are and be fabulous and find that fabulousness in them. Is that exactly why you wanted to do this podcast? I mean, what? It just felt right. Welcome to Unapologetically Fab, where we take you on a journey of discovery as we collectively explore how to stay fab and live this life by our own design without apologies. I'm Stephanie Bucklaw. And I'm Eden Alford. Aloha. Thank you for joining us today on our first episode, Love at First Sight. Uh, Before we jump in, I want to introduce my Patna, Eden Albert. Woo! Yeah, bravo. <laughs> Let me get into a little bit about Eden before we start. We met, I don't know, like somewhat five years ago on set of. Uh, is it five years already? Five years. Was it? Or six? I think it's like. Four. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, I fell in love with her. We met on the set of her father's documentary that I was working on. And. Her loudness <laughs> was similar to I mine. <laughs> <laughs> I knew she liked to drink, and I just fell in love with her. Um, she's a philanthropist, owner of Vibrato Jazz Grill, one of like this historical landmark in Los Angeles that if you haven't been, you should go uh, in Beverly Hills. And I don't know, we just kind of fell in love. And I remember our first final get together in life was after COVID because we had met and then COVID happened and we were all on lockdown. And then she popped my cherry by by taking me out in public to the first restaurant I'd been in in what, two years? That's right. Yes, remember that? Yes, I remember. (laughs) I remember you saying that. (laughs) So anyway, um, we had become friends and I was doing this competition and I decided I wanted to do this podcast because, you know, we're, we're so young in this game and And you're so fab (laughs) and we wanted to just explore the fabulousness in everybody's life and, and bring out this journey for all of us. So I asked Eden if she'd do this podcast with me and she said, yes. Well, okay. Let me just talk a little bit about my version of how we met. I walk in on the set of my dad's documentary. I have no idea Uh what to expect. (laughs) The first person I'm drawn to is this little petite, long haired (laughs) ball of fire. And she's the only person I'm really talking to on the set. And of course my dad was like, of course you guys are bonded. (laughs) We start talking. We know a lot of the similar, a lot of similar people. We run in the same crowds. We have a lot of friends that are mutual friends for years and years, but we have never met before. And Stephanie is a producer, a dancer, by the way, has an infectious laugh. If we can add that into (laughs) the list of things that she does, (laughs) a beautiful smile. She's a model. She's an entrepreneur. And we were just drawn to each other, I think, because of the mutual energy that we have. And we kept saying how much we love each other. And then my part of the filming that day got cut. (laughs) (laughs) We can say, right. And I had to fly back from Tahoe. That was the second time we met. Hung the dung dung. Yeah. (laughs) Fly home just to shoot a part that literally, if you blink in the documentary, you don't see me. (laughs) I mean, you definitely see me, but it's nothing about fabulous, but I know how fab I am and whatever. (laughs) I don't take it personal. Anyway, that's 
how this all kind of came together. When Stephanie said she was doing a podcast, I had been asked many times to do podcasts, whether it had something to do with my restaurant, vibrato, or it had to do with my life and reality and the way I grew up. Um, and this contest, I said, oh my God, we are so fab. I want to <laughs> do this with you. <laughs> You know, yeah. Is that exactly why you wanted to do this podcast? I mean, what? It what? just felt right. It felt I right to do this podcast. And a lot of other people said you should have your own podcast or you should do a podcast with me. And it's never felt right to the point where we've gotten to where we are right now right. in this moment. Yes. You know, her and I are so similar in this way. We just really want to share our stories and want women to embrace who they are, you know, and be fabulous and find that fabulousness in them and, and know like whatever age you are, divorce, your kids move out. You know, we both have children, one child and they've moved out. So I'm, I become like an empty nester. I mean, it's been years, but I'm now I'm single. So being completely by myself and alone, I have now come to a conclusion like this is where you reinvent yourself. This is where life now begins and you change the narrative and you live your life by design. And and Eden's married. And, yeah, so that's the difference. It's and, like I did get remarried later in life. It's his first marriage. It's my second marriage. That can happen too. So you could be fabulous and single. You can be fabulous and remarried and reinvent your life. I think what this was for both of us was about reinventing. And we were talking about, why do you think you're so fab? Why do you think you're unapologetically fab? And I had my reasons and Stephanie had hers. Yours was primarily because of this contest. And I was like, are you kidding me? Oh yeah, That's I don't know if I actually said the contest. Am I allowed to say the contest? I did this contest called Fab Over 40. And it was hard for me to embrace that I was even over 40 because <laughs> I just turned 25 in February. So I don't even know how that works. I totally was trying to cheat in this contest and win 40 grand. I lost. I came in like second. I don't know what the I came in. Um, that means you won. <laughs> but... The fact that I did this and when I did this, what is it, a competition, I didn't realize that you had to like make people vote for you and that you had to promote yourself. And I, I think that I was in a space where because I was healing and going through a bunch of um, changes in my life, having to promote myself, was I that fab? Was I like, I had to like, be that person. And so I think we all have a lot of self-doubt and a lot of self-insecurities that we're like, God, are, are do I even belong in this competition? And being with you, though, because you are so confident in your fucking fabulousness that I feel like you and I have something to share together, you know, growing together, being super confident. I've learned a lot from you. I hope during this journey you learn a lot from me. 100%. <laughs> that like, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter like who you are. You know, we all need to embrace and, and support right. each other and just go on this journey and live your life and have the best time. So here we are. So here we, we are. just hope that we inspire you and we want to discover things with you because we don't know everything. Well, we don't know everything. We don't know anything. Actually. A lot of people think we do. <laughs> that's That's what's inspiring. For some reason, people come to me all the time and ask me questions about how am I this way? Why am I this way? Why am I so confident? It wasn't always like that. Same thing for you, right? Like right. It, it happened when it happened. And 
I know when it happened for me. You just talked about when it happened for you. For me, it was a bad breakup, kind of same, like how you're same, starting. Same, 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 same. And then I went on a mission. Well, mine was probably since I was really, really young. My identity being the daughter of a celebrity was a whole other thing that I had to deal with. Learning to separate myself from that, right? So it started young, and then I clearly didn't get it until I was in my mid-40s. And someone really, really, really broke my heart. And I just didn't love myself. And I went on a journey to fix that and work on it. You can't always fix it forever. You know, it's it's a work in progress till the day you're not on this planet anymore, in my opinion. But I did a lot of searching and I found a program that really helped me learn to change my patterns and love myself. That's why one of my pieces of jewelry oh, I is wear that, that, is that thing you want me to go to? Yes, with, yes. the Hoffman Institute. Yes. Dot org. I'm going to say that <laughs> on this show. No one's asking me to do that. I actually but, want to do this. I just haven't, yeah, I haven't took that step to you do, do that. You do it when you're ready. Yeah. You know, when you're ready to do that. But, you know, you're an inspiration to me. And I think sometimes people don't realize how inspirational they are to others. And it's important to talk about it. And, and bring that up to each other and have conversations about it and kind of bounce off each other. You and I have talked about this. I want to ask our guests, why, why do you think you're so fab? Why do you think we want you here? Do you think you're as fab as, as we, we think, think that you are? Fab. Yeah. Yes. Some of these questions that we have to ask some of our guests through the duration of this show, it really makes you ponder. Like you really have to do some introspecting and, and like learn about ask yourself these own questions, right? So I have a question for you, like the show Unapologetically Fab. How do you feel about being unapologetically fab? So unapologetic about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's the best fucking answer ever. I don't even know what to say to that. Um, Seriously, it took me a long time to, to say stuff like that, but I'm saying it without ego. I say this with so much love and I wish other women would feel the same way. Oh, I love that. You know what I'm saying? It's not... I don't walk in a room and like, my sh stuff don't stink. I walk in a room, my stuff don't stink and neither does anyone else's in here. And you're ah. all just as good as me. I love that, that you just sense? said that because there's a part of me that feels ego driven and I don't want to like. Well, that's honest. It, it is. It feels like, oh, when I post pictures of myself, when I do this, it's, I feel a little bit ego driven, but I'm also, I'm also unapologetically fab. I want to create a vibe that like be confident in that. And I think that's what you bring to the table here. I know that I'm confident in a way, but I also know that I like, e is it my ego? Is it, you know? Well, and so I think, think it's all a little bit of ego for all of us. You know, you post a picture of yourself. One, thank God you feel good enough to do that. Do you know how many women out there will not post a picture of themselves because of how insecure they might feel, which is, you know, that's, also normal and human because look at social media now. I mean, if you feel good enough to post a picture of yourself and I do selfies and I'm like, oh, I must think I look. <laughs> That's it's kind of ego driven. And then I look at some women and forgive me for saying this. There's stuff that I have issues with. It's my stuff. It has nothing to do with anybody else. But if someone is bigger than what I would like to be, let's just say weight wise or too skinny, I'll judge that. And the, you know what I'm doing is I'm, it's something I don't like about myself. It has nothing to do with them. So I actually admire anyone who posts pictures of themselves. I don't, whether it's too sexy or too big boobed or 
because I had those boobs once and I took them out. But (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I'm saying? I I think there's two sides to it. And God bless them for posting because it inspires me. Every size, bigger, smaller, uh, you know. All walks of life is what we want to bring to the table, right? And, and, And inspire everybody by just be who you are unapologetically and own that. Well, let me ask you a question. In what ways has understanding how fab you are made you more empathetic, more authentic? I think all my pain. I I think pain has brought me, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to cry all of a sudden. That sh- <laughs> God, Peter, you shouldn't have gave me that shot. I'm <laughs> just kidding. No, I think all the pain has really, um, I've embraced it. I've learned it. I've healed through it still healing through it. As we talk, everything's a work in progress, but I feel like that has made me so compassionate to anybody in life because it's true when they say, you don't know what people are going through, you know? And like, you know, I can say, (laughs) because one of my best friends is Smokey Robinson's daughter, Tears of a Clown, are probably like my themes, my like, if that was the closing credits of my life and the people that really know me, I might be a really sad person inside because there was so much pain, but I have learned to heal through that and laughing and my smile and just living this life to the best of my ability has made me understand people more. Right. I think Does that, that makes sense. And I also think people sometimes misjudge too much laughter, too much silliness for exactly what you're talking about. They think I'm the happy plant. and I'm perfect and my life is perfect. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people that think that. And I share that on social. I try to share my sad shit. I just try to share, you know, if I'm going through something, I'll write about that. You know, a lot of people don't really read, but I, I, you have to know that I'm not, it's not perfect. I think people read more than you think. And I think that's, I really believe for me, social media, the way people come up to me and they tell me that they're inspired by my positive stuff that I post. I I try not to post negative, but when there's something going on and I feel like I need support, I feel that, believe it or not, I can go to social media. And when people come up to me and they're like, thank you so much for your post, it it makes my life feel better on a day-to-day. I think even the sad stuff is a positive for people. Because it's real. And I think that's also what we want to portray on the show is being real because that's what makes you fabulous. You know, the realness, the vulnerability, the sadness, the pain. And then, you know, that somehow has to turn into the silver lining of being beautiful. That's your story. And the stories always lead you to where you are right now. And the stories are super important. And that's another reason why we're doing this. You're hearing little snippets of our stories, you know, so little about us, which you'll learn over time, you know, (laughs) because there's so much about us. There's so much about Stephanie and there's so much about me and why we're sitting here right now. We don't just become fabulous over. No, (laughs) I mean, being in this world, being in this world and, and we're in Hollywood, we're in Los Angeles, your lifestyle has definitely been in the limelight for a really long time, but you have stories to what made you who you are. And I think people from wherever they are that don't live here see things differently. They see things as the limelight and they don't see the mess. They don't see the lotus flower coming up from the dirt and the mud, right? Yeah, Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's hard to see that. (laughs) We don't always show that. And so I, 
I hope that we get to some of the nitty gritty with some of our guests and and get to know each other because we'd like to get to know like who's following us, our guests, what your stories are, what we can share, what the takeaway is and what we can all learn from each other. I think that's basically why we're just here. And I think it's important to know that the people that we're choosing are some celebrities, some women that have been married and divorced, some that have a story. They're all over a certain age. We're going to say 40, right? We hope. Uh, or they're just fabulous. Just fabulous and, and what age. got them to that <laughs> point. I mean, my whole thing is that you can you can shift your life anytime at any age. I met a woman a few weeks ago when I was being honored for this Gwen Award and she was 90 years old and she's reinvented her life and she's married for like the fifth time. It was so inspiring because she's married I now that. at 90. Yes. My aunt Mimi, who's 96, her 99 year old boyfriend passed away a year and a half ago. It's like her fit. She says, this is the love of her life. <laughs> and she's been married four times. So, so here's the thing. What do the other four think about that? There is hope for people who have never been married because I know things are very difficult right now. But whatever story you tell yourself in your head is, I believe, what you can manifest and make happen. So I have a lot of friends that are single still and never married. And part of me believes, yes, it's very difficult, especially in LA to find a good guy. It is difficult, but I I don't think it's that difficult. I found mine, but I also had to open my mind to nobody's perfect. You're not going to get everything you want in that jar. And if you really believe that, I don't know what fucking planet you're on. I really don't. Sorry. (laughs) Well, I mean, I... I kept picking the paper out the basket and seeing who my next one was and it didn't work. So, <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy to be single right now. I'm happy to be loving myself more. I'm happy to share myself with all my friends. Like I love my girlfriends. Yeah. You know, I love my girlfriends. I you know, love I love girlfriends. hot girl fucking summer, hot girl winter, <laughs> hot girl spring we're coming upon. We'll get into the men in a different episode because that's a totally different my story. Everything. I call yeah. my girls for Yeah, because we have all the pictures of us girls here yeah. the other night at but your there house. Are traits of my husband that aren't going to, that don't work in the day-to-day of my conversation that I want to have. And and he's totally cool with that. I'm sure he'd rather me go to my girlfriends because, you know, guys don't want to hear all the crap we have to talk about. <laughs> they really don't. So anyways, what skill or personality trait that you really feel like you worked on? For me? Yeah. Love, compassion, patience is a really big one for me. I would say love and compassion are two of the biggest ones because once I understood that everyone has a story and I don't know what that story is and why people react a certain way, like one in particular, my mother, you know, was a certain way to me. So I never really understood it until I understood that she is the way she is because that's how she was treated, these patterns. Oh, this generational trauma. So when you start to understand, let me just breathe. Let me just work through this stuff. Let me understand why someone's treating me a way that might hurt my feelings. I don't take things so personal anymore. Oh, I'm human. I do sometimes, you know, but I don't react. And I used to be a big reactor. And that was from coming from defense mechanisms. Mm. You know, that was a protection for me to be But you were you were aware of your skill now. So I am aware of my being aware is a huge thing. It, yeah. Once you're aware, you can kind of work on that. What about for you? I mean, I guess the you. awareness is really what puts you in the position to refine it. Yeah. And once you're aware of something, 
that's where you refine that ability that becomes your superpower. You know how to deal with stuff. I mean, generational trauma. That's exactly the stuff that I'm healing also. I'm going to ask you the same question. What personality trait do I feel like? Yeah, you really worked on. I mean, I think we're similar in that way because we had what I've learned from us is our childhood was somewhat similar in certain forms. Yeah, And us growing up, dealing with the defense mechanism, we were the same, I think. And now we've learned to have patience and we've learned to like process it first and change it. And I also think, do you think it's for our kids? Do you think we did things completely different? Because I wanted... I raised a boy, you raised a girl, and I was raising a man. And if I never find the perfect man in my life, all I really wanted was to raise the perfect man. Right. (laughs) Well, and and I wanted a girl who wasn't going to make bad choices like I did and be possibly an abusive verbally or physically, whatever that may be for that person, and really teach her that she deserves to be loved 100%. And I think I was able to give my daughter the love that my mother was not able to verbally and physically give me. But I know she loved me. So, you know, she just wasn't capable of it. And my daughter definitely knows. She just was here earlier this morning. I gave her a big kiss on the lips. Does that look weird? I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love my daughter. No, I, I want yeah. her to know how much I love her and how much I respect her. And we're really lucky. I have a great amazing, beautiful 27-year-old daughter who's inside and out in every way, just a kind, thoughtful, loving, smart and talented human being. Yes. I can say the same about my son. I love him. Where well, he's having man issues right now, but... <laughs> but he's no, like but around the same we, age, yeah, right? How old is he? He's 25. So it takes him 20 years longer to catch up to us. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. He's amazing, though, and I know that I did a great job. I think... I think, though, I'm still a woman and he looks at me as mom and like, why are you looking this way? And why are you only five feet tall? (laughs) Yeah. Why are you doing these things that you're doing? And why is your ass on Instagram or something? You know what I mean? And it's like, because I can, because I can. No one's told us there's no book that says once they're gone, once you're single, you got to cut your hair or wear floral print and stay home. Like I'm not doing any of those things ever. <laughs> I think they're kind of proud of us. I know Kylie's like, I have the hottest mama. <laughs> she loves it. So, you know, I think we're in a good space with our kids. And I think we have so much more to talk about, which we will do over time. And this is like so fun. It's our first. It's our first <laughs> do you know, do you know, let me tell you this before we started. I mean, Eden and I are friends, but we don't talk as friends for the last what couple months. We won't even talk on the phone with each other because we're like, we start getting into this whole talking thing about our, the show. And then everybody's like, save it, save it. So then we don't talk at all. And we see each other and we're like, hi, <laughs> like we don't even really hang out or anything. <laughs> well, you hung out, you came to my husband's birthday and everyone loved you. And then I got this phone call the next day. Who's the girl with the infectious laugh and smile? We want her on this trip with us. And uh-uh. yeah, my friend Carla. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. I love you. that. I mean, I'm super grateful we're here today. So I guess my what last does question. Gratitude mean yeah, to you? What does what gratitude, does gratitude um, mean to you? Gratitude. I stay in gratitude. I am so thankful for everything, all the bad, all the good. I 
am aware to consciously learn something from all of it. Do you know? And I think that is initially what makes me happy is because staying in gratitude is is something that, I mean, it's hard to be in a bad mood if you're in gratitude. You know what I mean? If If you're just thankful that you woke up, you're thankful that people love you and you're surrounded by love and you're thankful that, you know, I'm in my house that I've owned forever and and I've made it through the worst storms and I wake up every day in my house now and turn on the music and I made it all girly and it's all princess-like and I'm grateful that I am who I am and that I was able to capture and be aware of how to fix it when things went down. You know yeah, what I mean? that's great. Yeah, gratitude for me is a bunch of things. It's the good, the bad, my daughter, my life, what I have, what I didn't have at times, every lesson I learned on a daily basis, the friendships that I have, the friendships that are gone. Yeah, um, exactly. Have all led me to where I am right now. So one of the other biggest lessons I've learned is staying in the moment. And when mm -hmm. I start to deviate from that is when my life can get chaotic. So I'm grateful for when I am able to stay in the moment every single day and moments like these. Exactly. That's perfect right there. Always be in the moments. So thank you for this today. This is thank our first you. episode. This is how we fell in love, our love at first sight. And stay tuned on the next episode with one of the most distinctive voices on radio who serves up more Hollywood dish than Wolfgang Puck. Lisa Stanley will be on next. We're so excited to have her. Thank you for listening to us today. And I'm going to leave you with a quote. Sometimes you fall in love with the most unexpected at the most unexpected time. Stay open. Thank you. Bye. Mahalo. You've been listening to Unapologetically Fab, a production of Electrocast Media. I'm your host and producer, Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Albert, co-host and producer. Our executive producers are Mark Netter and Peter Rafelson. And our sound engineer is Chris Sousa. If you like our show, which I hope you do, please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the city of angels. My IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.